Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The coronation is finally upon us after months and months of talking about it. Listeners, let's get ready to live history together on Saturday. But before we do, we've got a lot of birthdays and anniversaries to talk about. Megan signs with a powerhouse talent agency, but decidedly does not co-sign for a kiss at a Lakers game. And we have a Royals around the world wedding for you all on episode 93 of Podcast Royal. Welcome back to Podcast Royal. How's your week going, Rachel? It has been busy with coronation coverage, but I know that you have had a really difficult week and I want to give you the floor to talk about that. Well, thank you. Um, Yeah, it's been a tough week for me. I had to say goodbye to my sweet little dog a few days ago and, you know, my heart is just broken right now. Um, I don't talk a whole lot about my personal life on the podcast because I know our listeners tune in to hear about the Royals, but I have mentioned him on the show before. Um, so listeners who have been here a while probably know he's a really big part of my life. Um, he was just a few months shy of turning 13. He was my best friend in the whole world. Um, he was a beautiful West Highland Terrier. His name was Edison and he was so sweet and snuggly. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I just really did not want to do a podcast episode this week. Um, Royal reporting doesn't feel like a priority for me today, but I know we've got a big event coming up in a few short days and I know our listeners want to hear details. So we're here and we're going to talk about what's going on this week. Um, you know, but for listeners, if I don't sound quite as enthusiastic as I normally do, I'm just really missing my sweet little dog who's usually down here at my feet when we record. Um, so anyway, I am, I'm thinking of him and the memories that we have, and we're going to dedicate this uh, episode to my dog, Edison. Well, I've met Edison and he is such a good boy. And we did not have to do this episode this week. You are a brave warrior. I can't even believe you're here. I know the gravity of this loss and I am so sorry for your loss. And I know that all of our listeners join me in just thinking of you and praying for you. Pets are family, bottom line. And, you know, we had dinner on Friday night and then he passed away on Sunday. And it's just, it's hard to imagine you without him. So I'm sending you all the love in the world and just, we miss you, Edison, and we love you. And um, thank you for being here. I don't know how you're here, honestly, but thank you. 
Well, that's really sweet. Yeah. I mean, listeners know if, if you're a dog person or you've got a pet in your life, um, they are, they're super special. They really, really are. Um, and they're, they're just like family. So, um, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I know you've got a fun email to share with us, so I'm going to let you do that first before we jump into the news. Yes. So I do have a listener email to read. I, I speak for both of us when I say I love getting listener emails. They make my day, especially this one. Susanna wrote into us and said, hi, I'm a longtime British Royal fan and I just found your podcast. I loved the lifestyle segment on Royal Touches you can add to your own wedding you did a few months ago. I got married in December 2021 and I tried to incorporate as many Royal Touches as possible to start my engagement ring as a smaller version of Kate. So that was my something blue. For my wedding band, I have a simple gold band. I wore a replica pair of Kate's wedding earrings on the day. I had a sprig of myrtle. There's that myrtle again. We know that that's in all royal bouquets. In my bouquet from a plant of my mom's, I had one of the hymns from Will and Kate's ceremony in mine. I found replicas of the little girl's dress. I mean, she really did this. Susanna did this. I found replicas of the little girl's dresses for my flower girls, but the sash was red since it was close to Christmas. I like that. My dress didn't have sleeves, but it was Duchess satin with lace embroidery. I had the longest size train they make for regular wedding gowns. My veil was fingertip length like Kate's and I wore my hair half up half down like she did I also did my own makeup which I can't remember if I said Kate did I think I did but Kate did her own makeup after not liking the professional trial run I had done I had the same traditional vows as they had in their ceremony I mean really talk about like taking it all the way Susanna did that our reception venue had a balcony and I had our photographer take our picture kissing Love it. For our engagement photos, I did several replicate looks and I've attached some photos so you can see and she did attach them and Susanna, you are absolutely beautiful. Thanks for a fun new pod. The photos are great. So glad you enjoyed that segment. We do need to get lifestyle segments back after the coronation, I do believe. So we just love getting these listener emails and the five-star reviews and the kind reviews on Apple Podcasts. So keep them coming. And uh, she really did that. She did. And I looked at her photos too, and they were so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing those with us. And I really loved, so um, listeners, when she shared one of her photos was an engagement photo and she did the side-by-side shot. um, The one where, you know, Catherine's got her hand up on, I think it's, I think it's up on William's chest and you can see Mm -hmm. the engagement ring and they did the same pose and it was so beautiful. I loved it. Your wedding was gorgeous. And it means so much that you would share that with us. And I'm really, honestly, really excited and happy that someone um, took some inspiration from the Royals and really um, incorporated that into a real life event. I think that is so cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, I I like, we love emails like that. I mean, and especially with photographic evidence, it was beautiful. Let's go ahead and jump into the Royal Rundown. We've got quite a lot to talk about. You know, I thought initially when we were putting our notes together, we would have a few updates about the coronation and and it would be a, you know, a normal short episode. But as I was scrolling our notes before we started, I said, oh my goodness, this may be quite a long episode. So, (laughs) um, so let's go ahead and start off talking about some Royal birthdays. We've had a lot of Royal birthdays lately. So first up, I do want to say the Prince and Princess of Wales shared a really lovely photo of the late Queen Elizabeth with several of her grandchildren and great-grandchildren in honor of her birthday on April 21st. If you hadn't seen that yet, um, it's on their Instagram account. And in the photo, 
she's sitting on the sofa and they're sort of all gathered around and we can see Prince William's children, Lady Louise and James Earl of Wessex. You mean Prince like Edward? That. Um. Oh, did, what did I say? Prince William. <laughs> I'm sorry, Prince Edward. Yes. We didn't know that he also has two more kids named Louise and James. No, it's, uh, it's Edward. Yeah. <laughs> I always mix their names if I, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, so we also see the Wales children. So Prince George, Princess Charlotte, Prince Louis. Um, and then I think that there's also, let's see, Peter Phillips children, Savannah and Isla Phillips. And then, um, I think we see Zara Tyndall's children, Mia, Lena and Lucas Tyndall, the baby. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, really great photo. And like that are so nice to have because they're such a special memory especially with the late queen and those younger generations uh that was really sweet that they shared it yeah me too this is definitely the season of birthdays by the way as we're about to get into more um you're not kidding so (laughs) next up prince louis turned five on april 23rd and the whales shared a really sweet photo of him did you catch that joke (laughs) yes I did and I'm gonna throw it right back at you it was so cheesy (laughs) (laughs) so in the photo Catherine is pushing Prince Louis in a metal wheelbarrow and he is seated atop a pile of garden clippings he's sort of grabbing onto the sides with this big smile on his face and he's wearing a blue sweater with a little collared shirt folded over the neckline and you can see Catherine from the side she's smiling she's got her hair down she's in what looks like a white and navy striped sweater and Rachel I have to tell you this photo really makes me long for British weather Mm -hmm. so I know a lot of people like to complain about the rain in England but I actually love the rain but when it's sunny It's just so nice and mild, especially in the spring and summer at this time of year, you know, we, we just get this like great, like maybe, maybe because we're in Alabama and it's so humid here. Mm -hmm. You don't get that in England. It's just nice, beautiful, crisp weather. And I'm also really loving all these casual outdoor photos we've been getting of the family lately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and yeah, continuing that through line onto our next set of photos, but I think it's interesting and I can't remember if we're going to talk about this in a minute but that Kate was in front of the camera for Louis's birthday photos which is not the norm she's usually behind the camera yes and I do have some thoughts on that but first I want to hop in and talk about um Charlotte so we got some photos for Princess Charlotte's birthday we had one released on Monday and then one again for Tuesday which was her actual birthday on May 2nd The first one was taken by the Princess of Wales. And in this photo, Princess Charlotte is sitting back on this white wicker. I don't know if it's a chair or a sofa. She's got this big open mouth smile, sort of like she's laughing. And she's in this little white clip dot dress with a ruffle collar and the small pastel floral pattern. It's a really cute photo. And then the second one was taken by Millie Pokington, who also took Prince Louis's birthday photo. So he did both of those. And in that photo, Charlotte is with their cocker spaniel, Orla. Um, at least I'm assuming that's who it is. It yeah, that's like Orla. Orla. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really cute photo. And clearly Charlotte is a dog lo- lover. So, you know, she takes after her great grandmother in that way. Um, you know, because we know Queen Elizabeth loved her corgis. Mm-hmm. But you did mention how you thought it was different that Kate didn't take the birthday photo of Prince Louis or that second one of Princess Charlotte. So I think a lot of people noticed that. And one thing that stuck out to me was the photographer who took the one of Charlotte, 
you know, since she was also the one that took the photo of Louie, to me, I'm thinking they must have scheduled some sort of like private family shoot and they've mm-hmm. decided to use some of those to share out during kid, the kids' birthdays, you know, like they've done for Christmas photos and other holidays in the past. So I'm wondering if we'll see one of Prince George from this same photo shoot mm-hmm. on his birthday. I bet you're right. I bet we will. I mean, it obviously was from the same day. And so um, I, I bet that we will see photos of, of George and maybe photos of the family for maybe maybe the Christmas card. I don't know. But yes, you can tell that it was all shot on the same day. Yeah, yeah, definitely look out for that, listeners. And then I've also got another late ad. I don't know if you've seen this, Rachel, but Princess Eugenie posted on Instagram today, and she wished her husband, Jack Brooksbank, a happy birthday. Mm -hmm. She, in her post, she shared four photos, and one of them that I, I stuck out to me was her and Jack and baby August walking together, and August is sitting up on her shoulders, and Jack's got his arm around them. It's a really cute little photo. It was taken from behind. But Jack is, I believe, 37 today. So happy birthday to him. Happy birthday to everybody. <laughs> so many birthdays. <laughs> it's the season of the birthday and the season of the anniversary. And speaking of birthdays, before we forget, with all of the coronation madness, happy early fourth birthday on Saturday to Prince Archie. Happy birthday. All right. Well, let's get into some more royal news. So A few days after we recorded our last episode, the Prince and Princess of Wales visited Birmingham. Unfortunately, though, it was not Birmingham, Alabama. It was Birmingham, England. (laughs) And this was a really fun engagement. I really enjoyed seeing these photos. So the trip was sort of a like a city spotlight event, I guess. They chose to visit Birmingham and bring awareness to all the culture in the city and to meet with rising stars in these different creative industries. When they got there, they stopped at a local Indian restaurant called the Indian Streetery. So if you're ever in that area and you want to give that a try, go check it out. The Indian Streetery has not lacked for business ever since this happened. (laughs) I'm sure they're overwhelmed. Absolutely. Yes. When they were back there in the kitchen, Prince William actually picked up the phone and took a call from a customer who was calling about a booking. And I thought it was so funny. He had no experience taking calls for restaurants, obviously. And he <laughs> well, you mean he didn't have that job when he was in high school or whatever at Eden. <laughs> at Eden, he didn't do that. <laughs> well, you know, we've got we've got him selling magazines undercover. Now we've got him taking calls at restaurants. Totally <laughs> delivered pizzas. They delivered pizzas too later on in the week. So yeah, he's doing all the things. Absolutely, yes. And then um they talked a little bit about, you know, food that they like. So we learned that he likes um, masala and Catherine really likes cooking Lebanese food. And then they talked about their beverages as well on this trip. So uh, he said he prefers vodka while she likes tequila. So that was really interesting. Mm. Are you mm-hmm. a tequila person, Rachel? No, I'm not. I'm not really a hard liquor person. I prefer wine and champagne. That's kind of my jam. Me too. I'm right there with you. Mm-hmm. So they finished up this trip, um, like I said, spotlighting creative professionals in fields like jewelry and filmmaking. And overall, I thought this was a really lighthearted trip. I thought it was really enjoyable for them and the people they interacted with, and even those of us watching from afar. So I think we need more content like this. Mm-hmm. I really loved it. 
I think we're going to get more content like this because I heard today that they're going to go to a pub before the coronation. So I like it. I think that I, I really think that one of the key issues going forward with the monarchy is that they're really going to try to appeal to 20 somethings and younger Gen Z age ish, um, because I don't really think that that generation now, of course, there's exceptions to every rule. I don't think that generation cares about the monarchy, and that's a problem. That's a serious problem. So well, I think we're going to see more fun stuff like this. And they're, you know, they're the future. And so I think it's right. smarter to focus on that generation. Absolutely. And I think, you know, they, the, you know, the 20-somethings are sandwiched between William and Kate and William and Kate's children. So you can't, but you can't lose that critical, you know, 25-year age gap so I, I think we're going to see a lot more things like that pubs um, delivering pizzas things that relate to that age demographic and I'm going to jump in between your Wales content because I know you have some more and give an update on the Sussexes so since our last episode no way you missed this listeners Harry and Megan stepped out to a Lakers game and they were caught on the kiss cam which is actually Jessica one of my biggest fears in this life. And I'm so serious. I would rather <laughs> run a marathon than be caught on a kiss cam. This would make me incredibly uncomfortable. Speaking of uncomfortable, Megan looked about as uncomfortable as I would have been. I'm sure you've seen the video. Yes. Well, they're calling it the swerve heard around the world. Actually, I just made that up. But what do you think? Why did she not just kiss her husband? Like just give him a little peck or something. Well, I think it's funny that you say that about the kiss cam because we feel quite opposite. I love the kiss cam. No, I, it is no. so entertaining to watch. And I've always thought it would be so much fun to be caught on a kiss cam at a game like that. Uh, it's one of my favorite parts of going to sporting events. I don't mind watching other people, but I would actually die if I was ever <laughs> like, I'm so, I don't know, maybe I, I've said on the show before, I'm not a prude and I don't think I am, but maybe I'm just more modest than I thought than I think I am. I don't know. So, well, to answer your question, um, yes, I have seen the video of Harry and Megan, and it was definitely uncomfortable for sure. So my best guess on this was she was a little bit nervous, and I think maybe she thought the camera would linger longer and she would have time to, you know, maybe like giggle a little bit and then lean in for a kiss, but maybe it just cut short and went to something else and they never got a chance to really lean in and, and do it. So that's what it looked like to me. I mean, Harry was definitely game, but I just don't think <laughs> Megan thought it was going to skip back off of the Harry's face, Harry's face after she swerves him is incredible it is the, like watch the video again <laughs> for his reaction it's fantastic and since we last recorded big news broke on two other fronts about Megan so let's start here we first saw a video of her as she introduced longtime photographer and friend Misan Harriman for a TED talk he was doing and big Megan news she is signed with powerhouse talent agency William Morris Endeavor or shortened to WME who will represent her and Archwell going forward her lead agent Ari Emanuel fun fact you can take to your next dinner party actually inspired the lead character in HBO's Entourage Ari Gold so uh, there's a fun fact for you so Megan is not returning to acting so says the variety article that broke the news uh, and WME clarified that as well it is going to be more for behind the camera stuff film and tv production this deal was months in the making and sets to net megan multi multi-million dollars so thoughts on this 
Yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of thoughts or maybe just more questions. Uh, you know, the first thing I noticed was they did just sign Megan uh, and, and you mentioned it was with Archwell and Harry wasn't mentioned there. So I don't really know what that means. Archwell does seem like maybe a joint project of theirs with the exception of her podcast, but it'll be interesting to see kind of where that goes in the future um, and, and where, where they'll take that. But from what you said and, and from what I read, you're right. It does sound like even if she's not acting, she's going to be involved in film and television at the production level in some way, maybe. So I don't know what we'll see there. I did see the announcement um, and I saw, you know, her name was kind of written out as Megan, the Duchess of Sussex. And mm -hmm. I, I know that that's technically her title, but to me, it's sort of makes me wonder, you know, if they're trying to, you know, continue monetizing on their affiliation with that title, which I think is interesting um, because, you know, for, for that to play a prominent part of their brand, given their relationship with the royal family right now and the distance that they've kind of taken between those, you know, the family and their working royal roles, um, I don't know, kind of interesting that um, that that title was was in there in that announcement. I don't disagree with you, but I think maybe she might have to use that title. And let me tell you why, because she doesn't really have a last name. Like, I mean, I guess she could be Megan Mountbatten Windsor, but that's now, that, especially now that the kids are not really using Mountbatten Windsor and you don't want to just be Megan, like try to be like Beyonce or Madonna, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. I mean, I'm, yeah. that's just my thoughts. I don't know what the rest. I think that's a fair about. point. I think that's a, that's a very fair point. And I did think about that. So, and, and that's why I'm, you know, I'm sort of just, guessing or asking questions because I, you know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So it's also revealed that the King wrote Megan a letter after the Oprah interview, Megan responded to that letter in which she disclosed which member of the Royal family spoke about Archie's skin tone of which of course was referenced in that sit down with Oprah. Um, while that person was not publicly named, both the King and Megan agreed that the comments by that person were not said with malice but were rather unconscious bias, which is a term that if you're not aware, I'll actually let Harry explain. He said, quote, once it's been acknowledged or pointed out to you as an individual, otherwise an institution that you have unconscious bias, you therefore have an opportunity to learn and grow from that. Otherwise unconscious bias then moves into the category of racism. So thoughts on this. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot discussed about this in the news this last week, um, primarily because in the Oprah interview, you know, you remember Megan's comments were pretty severe. I mean, she made it clear that there were multiple conversations had and she made some harsh accusations about the family member. And we really didn't see either of them speak up or push back when media made reference to it being racism. So I think a lot of people are raising their eyebrows at Harry and Megan right now and kind of wondering why it was framed that way. Um, but now, you know, we're also seeing this mention of, we really didn't think any harm was intended. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Um, what do you think? Do you think there is a reason for that? I don't know. And, you know, I just, I mean, I, I just wonder how this, first of all, those, that correspondence would have been two years ago if it was after the Oprah interview. And I just wonder why it's coming out now and mm -hmm. who leaked it. Yeah, I had that same question too. Who was the one that approved that going to the press? I I have no clue. Who knows at this point? 
Well, just, while I, we, I find it weird just in the lead up to the coronation that it's coming out now. I totally agree. I definitely agree with you. Um, but while we're on Harry and Megan, I also wanted to mention another story that popped up in the news. And I don't know if you've saw this, Rachel, because we haven't discussed this yet, but Princess Eugenie and Princess Beatrice were spotted out with James Blunt and none other other than Pierce Morgan in London. I did see that. That was a little shocking to me, especially since, especially Eugenie is so close to Harry and um, Piers Morgan, spoiler alert, is no fan of Megan's to say it. Right. So they were spotted at a pub together and I had the same thought, um, you know, we've seen Princess Eugenie really appearing to be close with Harry and Meghan. She's visited them in California. She seems to be very supportive of them and their decisions as they left their role as working royals. And to your point, it's no secret that Piers Morgan and Meghan do not get along at all. So I don't know what the answer is to this, Rachel. I thought it was really weird. Um, I'm not sure why they were together or what was going on. Um, I don't know. I, and I wonder if we'll hear more or if, if that's, what I have be no like. idea. I mean, I don't think it was, a. I can't imagine that, that was like, that's a really weird mishmash of people. James Blunt, Piers Morgan, <laughs> Princess Beatrice, Princess, like, I don't think that, the, that they're like, you know, friends, like, like in the same friend circle, there's gotta be a business reason that's tying to them together, but I don't know what that is either. So who knows? Mm-hmm. I feel like I say that a lot. <laughs> about the royal family lately who the heck knows but this is a huge pivot from all of that from unconscious bias and Piers Morgan um I want to talk about a video that has gone viral on TikTok I thought this was so fascinating I've watched this video probably at least 20 times it's of Kate she's in Denmark on a royal tour speaking of things coming up from the past in February she's on in Denmark on a royal tour in February of 2022 the one she went on solo. She is at the palace alongside Queen Marguerite and Crown Princess Mary. And the three women are posing for a photo in the palace. So, okay, I don't even know how to explain this. You just have to watch the video. But Kate does this move that has now been dubbed the princess shuffle. And it's so subtle and classy that it literally took the world 14 months to notice it. So what's happening is they're getting ready to pose for this photo. The queen extends her arm and basically says come closer and Kate like I don't this this looks like something you'd probably learn in like etiquette school or something like that but it's just the wildest shuffle the princess shuffle as it's now known have you seen this it has gone viral yeah I did see the video and it, it made me giggle because it's so kind of a random odd thing to go right. viral right um, and she's just kind of like swishing her heels and like scooching herself over and it looks it's like the wildest thing <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know. It's, are it's, we all gonna get the shuffle now yeah I don't know I mean like why would I mean maybe maybe I didn't go to enough etiquette training but why would you just like just take the step over like why like it just I don't know anyway it was subtle I mean nobody picked up on it for 14 months but I don't I know. definitely don't even think she picked up on it I think she was just like you know, trying to get into the camera shot uh-huh. Uh-huh. was like going to scooch over without being obvious, you know, and now she's probably yeah. like, how in the world did this become a thing? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I know. Now and she's probably like that thing. Like I didn't even like that wasn't even probably maybe it wasn't even a conscious thing. I don't know. Well, no, love that story. That was that was a nice lighthearted uh, thing to throw into this episode. And I've got another thing I want to talk about. So I have mentioned this on the pod before, but listeners know I follow, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners follow, All Things Pretty on Instagram. 
So her name is Laura Ann. She lives in Ireland. She's a big fan of the Princess of Wales, and she's done a really great job sharing spottings of Catherine and other royals around the UK. She will go on walkabouts. She'll pop over to London for big royal events, and she always shares these great videos when she's there. And so anyway, she's managed to get others on Instagram who follow her and live around the UK to sort of join her in these efforts and share their videos when they catch sightings of royals. And then she'll share them with her followers. And I feel like she's created this small royal media team all of her on, on her own. Like it's the coolest thing. But Last week, someone in her network got this really great video of the Princess of Wales greeting people in the public. So someone commented, they, we'll talk about the story, but they arrived, someone she was chatting with commented on her engagement ring, which of course is the sapphire surrounded by diamonds that first belonged to Princess Diana. And she talked about it and she said it's the same ring it's exactly the same size she also said it was very special and she's honored to be able to wear it and then she went on to explain that you know she never had the opportunity to meet princess diana but she thought she would have been a brilliant grandmother and that they do miss her every day and um it's just you know so cool that she shared that information and she um you know, was able to inherit that ring from her mother-in-law and she thought that was really special and mm -hmm. um, it's just a really fun story. So I, I know you saw that story as well because you you shared yeah. it with me and I'd already seen it. Yeah, actually I wrote a story about that that's, that's doing really well. It obviously really resonated with people and Kate so rarely speaks about Diana. I mean, it's got to be very personal and very difficult for her to talk about the mother-in-law she never knew, but I loved hearing that I mean, that's like so meant to be right that they didn't even have to resize it. I mean, that's just such a that's like a scene from a movie. And so, yeah, I, I thought that was awesome. And um, cheers to whoever got that video, because it's just a priceless moment. Well, while we're on the story. So we did have another fun activity and foodie adventure on this outing. The Waleses started the day with the Central Beacons Mountain Rescue Team in, they're actually in Wales, um, which is a fully volunteer run team to stay on call and help with rescue missions in the national park. And they got to participate in this training. They did medical support. They did search dog rescue training. And then they got to meet with the volunteers where, like you mentioned earlier, they brought pizza from Little Dragon Pizza Food Truck. And I read they had margarita pizza, pepperoni, mm. barbecue chicken, and goat's cheese. So another really cool, fun event. I enjoyed seeing them in the outdoors at those training activities. And I have to ask you, Rachel, if you were there at this event and the Waleses brought in all these pizzas, which one would you have picked? At the moment, I haven't had anything to eat all day. It's been crazy with coronation coverage. It's 622 as we talk. Um, I would eat all of them, like probably all four of them, like the entire pizzas. But I do love a good margarita pizza. I really do. That's one of my favorites. What about you? You know, I am a big goat's cheese lover. Mm -hmm. um, I put it on salads. I put it on chicken. I'm a big fan of that. So while I do like a classic pepperoni, I think I'd probably go and, and try the goat's cheese pizza. I would probably sample all four of them, honestly. <laughs> well, I was really happy that they spotlighted this volunteer-run rescue mm -hmm. group like that. I think groups like these are really, really important in communities, and I think that they should be celebrated. So mm -hmm. um, again, another really successful engagement in my opinion. 
Yes, absolutely. And we've got so much content about the whales this week. So while we're chatting about them, they also celebrated their 12th wedding anniversary. They shared a photo on their Instagram account. And on the photo, they are on a dirt path in Norfolk. They're wearing sunglasses and they're posing on their bikes. And like we mentioned at the top, it looks to be one of those photos that maybe they took at a shoot sometime last year. They're wearing the same outfits as they have on in their Christmas photo, and it's also what Catherine is wearing in this year's Mother's Day photo, the one with her and the kids climbing in the the tree. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. So Mm -hmm. they must have had some sort of photo session last year. Um, You know, again, Matt Porteous, the photographer Matt Porteous. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good call out on that. And so they're sharing these out, and I just thought it was a really sweet engagement photo. It was very relaxed. I thought it was super relatable. I don't know about you, but I'm over here taking notes, you know, whenever I need some updated family photos, maybe I'll Mm -hmm. uh, rent some bikes and, you know, put on some preppy clothes and go out to a little bike path and take some photos. (laughs) That would require one member of my family to have a bicycle, which none of us do. So we'd have to get, we'd have to rent the bicycles as well. But yeah, you know, I used to love bike bicycling as a kid. Like that was my number one like thing I would do after school. And then like, I haven't touched a bike in I don't know, probably 20, 25 years. So we do, um, we've ridden them at the beach a few times and that's always really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, unbelievably, after talking about the coronation for what seems like forever, the big day is on Saturday and I'm going to do a shameless plug for Marie Claire's coronation coverage. I'm really proud of the rollout we're doing and the work we're doing there. So please, 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 please visit www.marieclaire.com slash celebrity slash royals and enjoy our full scale coverage. I think we have, in addition to our regular everyday coverage, we also have, I think, 30 bonus articles coming out about the coronation and you know it's most certainly all the coverage has already begun it will continue through monday so jessica's already broken down in previous episodes so much about the history and pageantry of the coronation in earlier episodes honestly we could do 15 episodes on all of the traditions spanning back a thousand years but i want to give some quick updates since we last had an episode so The most secret and sacred part of the coronation ceremony, which is the king's anointing, will be held behind a screen inspired by the 56 countries of the Commonwealth. Now, at its core, and I think it's worth mentioning here, the coronation is a deeply sacred and religious ceremony, and this moment is the most sacred moment of the whole event. It's so secret, so sacred, excuse me, that it is hidden from the public. The Queen Queen Elizabeth did the same thing at her coronation. During the anointing, the Archbishop of Canterbury will pour holy oil from the ampulla onto the coronation spoon. He will then anoint the king by placing the oil onto his hands, chest, and head. I don't know why this makes me want to get emotional, especially since the king will, like this does make me want to get emotional. Um, I'm a person of, sorry, I'm a person of faith. Um, You are as well, Jessica. And um, when he goes behind the screen, he's going to take his robes off and all the, all the pageantry, and he's going to just be stripped down to a, a simple white sheath, basically. And it just shows that while he is the king, when he, God, this makes me want to get emotional. When he stands before God, he's just a man. And sorry, golly. Um, it's the only part of the ceremony that's never been seen by guests or televised. As you can imagine, it's incredibly personal. And at Her Late Majesty's coronation, the anointing also took place privately. Then it took place underneath a canopy of gold cloth that was held up by four knights of the garter. But this time, 
it is going to be behind a screen. So we, you know, people were wondering, is, is, is he going to make the anointing public? I think he absolutely made the right call and it will be private to honor how sacred it is. I, if you have any thoughts on anything as I go, just jump in, by the way, because I'm going to be just given all the updates that and there have been a lot of them in the past two weeks. So William's role has been confirmed in the ceremony. He will say the oath, perhaps made most famous by Prince Philip, where he promises to be his father's liege man of life and limb. This is called the homage of royal blood, and William will take the vow and say, I, William, Prince of Wales, pledge my loyalty to you and faith and truth I will bear unto you as your liege man of life and limb, so help me God. So Philip, of course, took this vow for his wife. William will take it for his father. Meanwhile, another future king, George, will be a page of honor, as we've previously reported on. He will actually be the youngest future monarch to ever actively take part in a coronation ceremony. And yes, for those of you that are listening, Charles was at his mother's ceremony. He was four and a half years old, but he did not participate in the ceremony. He was there, but he wasn't an active part of the ceremony. And William, by the way, will also make a heartfelt speech about his father at the coronation concert on Sunday, May 7th at Windsor Castle. So maybe now is a good time for me to pause and break down the weekend. If you don't know this, which I'm betting you do. Saturday, May 6th at 11 a.m. London time, is the coronation ceremony for us here in the U.S. If you're Eastern time zone, that's 6 a.m. Central Ooh. time zone, which is us. Jessica, that's 5 a.m. Oh, woof. Um, mountain time. By the way, I was commenting to someone today. I am not a morning person and I'm definitely not a morning person like ready to go and like work and, you know, get stuff done at, at this hour of the night. We've had the Platinum Jubilee. We've had the funeral and now the coronation within 11 months, I cannot keep doing this. We need to, wow. we need a break or I need to move to London <laughs> or something because this, like my call time on Saturday is three 30 in the morning. I, that is not, that is not my, my genius zone. We'll just say that anyway, mountain time, 4am in Pacific, you might as well just not go to bed that night because and it's Cinco de Mayo the night before. So stay up drinking and just <laughs> keep on going. We'll go from, from one culture to the next and we'll just roll right in on into the coronation at 3 a.m pacific time so after the ceremony is the procession and then the balcony moment at buckingham palace sunday is the concert lionel richie katie perry andrea bocelli are performing others are performing as well they've released photos of the stage it looks magnificent i can't wait for that and then monday is the coronation big lunch and whoo back to normalcy. So the funeral coverage was, I think, 11 days. The Platinum Jubilee was four days. So this is three. So I know I can do this. I got this. I got this. So um, it's a three-day whirlwind though. So what a time to be a royal reporter, right? I mean, again, as I just said, Platinum Jubilee, funeral, and now the coronation all within 11 months. So what a time to be doing this work. So I digress. But we have learned that Camilla will, will wear Queen Elizabeth's coronation robes and that the chairs of estate that the king and queen will sit on are actually reupholstered from Her Late Majesty's coronation. Princess Anne has been in the news a lot this week. I don't often get to report on Princess Anne, but she, first of all, she had kind of like a saucy interview on CBC, which is a Canadian broadcast company. Um, I'll talk about that in a second. But before I do that, Princess Anne will talk will take part in the procession following the ceremony. She is the, this is one of those things, like there's so much tradition here. And I love that. I love the history and the pageantry and the tradition. She is called the gold stick in waiting, which is a prestigious position that Anne has held since 1998. So there is a gold stick, there is a silver stick who are placed close to the monarch to protect them from harm. 
This stuff is so deeply cool to me. So Anne will ride on horseback behind the king and queen's carriage. She will lead 6,000 armed services personnel through the streets of London. Um, so, okay, back to the interview. So she did this interview with CBC. She said a lot of things, um, but one of, probably the thing that's getting the most press is that she said that she did not think the king's idea of a slimmed down monarchy was a good idea. I don't know if you caught that interview or any. Yes, I did. And I, I haven't seen the full interview, but I did see that part. And I thought that was really interesting. And it's sort of like, kind of takes me back to the sighting of Princess Eugenie and Beatrice with Pierce Morgan. Like, we need more context. <laughs> you know, I know. Like, um, <laughs> and Anne doesn't really seem to be one to like step out and rock the boat publicly. So, you know, it makes me wonder, like, yeah. you know, did Charles know she was going to say that? Is this, you know, like something he was aware of or, um, you know, I don't know. Are we going to are we going to hear more about this? <laughs> well, and she also is like, she, I don't think she really minces words. Like, I think what you see is what you get with her. Like, she's very, you know, she's just like doesn't cut corners. She just says how she feels. Uh, but also, you know, respectfully, obviously, the monarchy, and she was, she was, you know, as that's just but one snippet of the interview. But she also said with Charles, I don't even remember what the question was, but she said, well, what, you know, what you see is basically what you see is what you get. You've seen this guy at work for like 74 years. He's not going to change. And so, I mean, I just, I want to watch the full interview, but it is, uh, I mean, we just, again, I don't ever really get to write about her. And I just think that she is just one of the coolest members of the family and obviously year after year the most hardworking. so prince andrew prince edward duchess sophie princess beatrice princess eugenie basically the entire family is going to be at the coronation or are expected to be at least sarah ferguson will not be at the ceremony but she will be a vip guest the next day at the concert and harry is apparently leaving more or less immediately after the ceremony on a 3 p.m commercial flight out of london if any of you are flying 3 p.m commercial out of london let us know if uh one duke of sussex is on your flight to california <laughs> and it i god that cannot possibly be a direct flight right god that's we had the longest flight ever i flew nine hours no was it nine? I think it was nine hours from London to Dallas. That's like only halfway across the country. And I wanted to jump out of the plane. It was, I was the longest flight of all time. But anyway, um, he is going to attempt to make Saturday, May 6th, the longest day of his life and attend his father's coronation in London and his son's fourth birthday party in Montecito, California, all in one day jet lag on another level, but good for him for trying to do it all. And I'm just rolling right down the bullet points of, of coronation news. So there's, okay. I find this incredibly interesting. There is buzz circulating right now that Kate will opt to not wear a tiara at the coronation, but rather a flower crown. So here's a fun fact. Another fun fact from us. You can take to your next dinner party. Kate actually wanted to wear a crown of flowers at her wedding in 2011, her mom, Carol, did that when she married Michael Middleton in 1980. That got nixed for somewhat mm -hmm. obvious reasons. Kate ended up using her late majesty's Cartier halo tiara as her something borrowed. But if you remember, her young bridesmaids wore the flower crowns instead. But now, in a nod to the king's love of nature and the environment and flowers, I am hearing Kate is going to wear a floral headpiece on Saturday, which would honestly kind of shock me. So what do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, that would be really shocking and, and very different. Um, I kind of hope we see tiaras. <laughs> I don't think we're going um, to. I don't think it's going to happen. 
you know, if there's ever a time to dust off the tiara, I feel like it's the coronation. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I can't imagine that Catherine would be in a flower crown and everybody else would be in a tiara. I feel like they've all kind of got a match, right? Like the, yeah. there's gotta yeah. be, you know, if she, if she does flowers in her hair, then surely everyone else will either do nothing or they'll also have some sort of Mm-hmm. Or just do like a fascinator, <laughs> a fascinator or something like that. I mean, yeah, I think it was Hugo Vickers that said that, you know, this is the big, the coronation is the biggest state occasion of a, of a monarch's reign. And so why would you be less formal than at a state dinner, for example, you know, yeah, hosting, I mean, insert country here. So I, I don't really want to see ball gowns and pretty tiaras and crowns at this event. I think that would be so fun. And I really hope that's what they end up doing. I I mean, a flower crown will be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. and it'll be fun to see, but I really, I'm really hoping for all the, all the pomp and circumstance. I hear you. Well, last update from me on this front rehearsals are happening. We saw that happening this morning, Wednesday morning, as we're recording this on Wednesday tonight, um, the King and Queen host a garden party with Lionel Richie in attendance. There are so many moving parts. We could go on forever about this. We're just trying to hit the high points, but the bottom line is, I mean, I don't have to tell you listeners to do this, tune into the coronation. We don't have to twist your arm, be a part of living history. I think it's going to be fantastic. So I'm really excited. What time are you waking up on Saturday? Uh, well, if it starts at 5 a.m., probably 4.59 because it's Saturday. <laughs> that would be me, but I've got to I've got to get some coffee in me. I've got to get my brain going because it's going to move quickly. You've got to get that coronation quiche in the oven, too. Oh, shoot. <laughs> That's the last thing on my mind. As I just said, I haven't even eaten. It's now 6.37 and I have not eaten anything all day. It's been I, I have, excuse me, I have to say that while it's been an honor to be a part of living history and reporting on living history, I am ready for this coronation to be over and, but I don't want to wish it away either. So let me not be a hater, but as we close the episode, um, let's move into a brief Royals around the world. So I love a good Royal wedding from around the world. This time it was princess Alexandra of Luxembourg. She married fiance Nicholas Bagori in a civil ceremony. And then the next week in a religious ceremony since we last reported. So the civil ceremony was April 22nd and the religious ceremony was April 29th. The civil ceremony was at the town hall of Luxembourg city. The religious ceremony was in France. So congratulations to the happy couple and quick ad random Royals around the world aside. I love to see Monaco's Charlotte Kazrahi at the Met on Monday night. Charlotte is princess Grace's daughter and princess caroline's daughter so some royals around the world represented at the met which is basically like the oscars of fashion so love it yeah the met is always fun to watch they have it really is. usually have really interesting outfits there that are fun to see they did this year as well yeah well anything well, else for the good of the order that was a, a lot you're right yeah i i think I think we covered everything of course we'll be back to share more after the coronation and um, listeners send us any um anything that anything that you see during the coronation you want us to chat about or anything that stuck out to you or if you actually are in London tell us about your experience yeah. that would be really exciting as well I hope everyone does enjoy it this weekend it's um you know a, a rare occasion and a fun time to celebrate Absolutely. Well, everyone enjoy the coronation and let's live some history. 
don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Podcast Royal. Email us at hellopodcastroyal at gmail.com. And please follow, rate, and review our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 93 of Podcast Royal. Bye. Bye. Thank you.